actually, this might be a good start. I'm just going to like segue into saying that I'm sorry that I have to wear headphones and you have to wear headphones because headphones fucking suck for people like us. And that so easily, beautifully breezy cover girl segue. Perfect. This week's guest, welcome confidants to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. I am your host, Kelsey Dara, and I'm super excited to introduce our guest for this week. She is the founder slash creator of Getting On My Nerves Virtual 5K Walk, as well as a fellow trigeminal neuralgia warrior, my new friend, God, we are introducing her as Jessica Dobbs. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Uh, oh my gosh, Kelsey. That was an incredible intro. I <laughs> am just going to play that over every single day. <laughs> That's so nice of you to say. I'm only speaking the truth. Um, I think this episode is so interesting and unique from a lot of stuff I've done on the podcast. We've been doing the podcast for three years and I've done episodes about chronic pain. I've done episodes about being in a relationship with chronic pain. Um, I've had other fellow Spoonies on the podcast, but I've never interviewed a fellow TN warrior. And I've never specifically done a podcast episode just on trigeminal neuralgia. So you're the first. No pressure. This is huge. (laughs) And that's a lot of pressure. So thanks. (laughs) We have enough pressure in our lives just on our nerves in general. So like, let's take out all the pressure here. Fun, casual, casual, free flowing conversation about one of the worst pains known to mankind that is trigeminal neuralgia. And you and I share, you know, we've talked offline before um, we met over Instagram as millennials do. um, And we've got a lot of similarities in our journey, but also a fuck ton of differences, which is. I think good because people come to me all the time to ask TN questions and I have a very different journey than what I think most TN warriors do. My um, nerve damage came from the result of a um, physical injury to the nerve during surgery. And you have like an interesting story too. So I'd love to get like, Give me the lowdown. Give me the Jessica D story about how you came about with trigeminal neuralgia. Yes. And I think you make such a good point that although we have the same diagnosis, Mm -hmm. everybody's journey with TN is so different. Mm -hmm. Um, There are similarities, but obviously so many differences. So Mm -hmm. mine I got a cavity filled Mm. classic kind of TN story. Um, I instantly after the cavity was filled, I felt this shocking, jolting, stabbing pain on the left side of my face. It started in the tooth and it went right into my cheek towards my ear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So I called the dentist and I thought that he had just maybe did the cavity wrong, right? It just needed to be refilled. Thinking about that now, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking, right? Hindsight. Oh my God. So I go back, I get the cavity refilled and still just now the pain is even worse. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? 
So the dentist thought that my sinuses were inflamed mm -hmm. because your sinuses are right here, kind of in that area. Mm -hmm. And so he gave me some pain pills and some Sudafed and I went home. Um, I remember it being Memorial Day weekend mm -hmm. and I was out camping with my friends and my husband, boyfriend at the time. And I was drinking a couple beers and I took my painkillers and I'm like, I can still mm. feel this pain. Mm -hmm. What is going on? Mm -hmm. Long story short, I eventually ended up at an ENT who diagnosed me with trigeminal neuralgia and I had never heard of it. Before. Right. It's the hardest fucking word to say. <laughs> I couldn't even pronounce it. I was like, can yeah. you write that down? Yeah. I, I don't even know what you just said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got in my car, I Googled it. And the first thing that came up was the suicide disease. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like, Jesus guys, Jesus. <laughs> right. Can we have like a caution sign on there or something like trigger warning? Like, I know. Hello, or like, going? here's a pamphlet to like, not freak out after reading. You've just been diagnosed with what they equate to equaling the suicide disease. Because for those who don't know, pre-treatment of TN, um, there was a, a crazy statistic, like one in three people would, um, take their own lives due to the severity of pain. They are often, um, comp to like cluster headaches, which is another type of, um, neurological, uh, injury or disease. Um, they, they say it's like worse than pregnancy, worse than the sting of a bullet ant, uh, bee, ball, that stuff. So that's kind of, you see that. And then you're like the fuck. <laughs> exactly. Like, I think you got this wrong. That can't be me. Mm -hmm. It's not that bad. Like, yeah, this fucking hurts, but I can still do stuff. I think mm -hmm. fast forward to a year ago and I can't do shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just becomes debilitating so yeah. quickly. Yeah. And there are also <laughs> for anyone watching on youtube.com slash Kelsey Dara, you might notice I have like this <laughs> shirt wrapped around my, my head, like a bib. Yes. <laughs> I will get to the, the 5k, um, in a little bit, but I want to go a little bit deeper about like what exactly trigeminal neuralgia is. And so there are different kinds, which our journeys are similar in that we had a initial injury or, um, damage to the nerve. And then we were okay. I mean, we were still feeling chronic pain, but then both you and I started to experience the flare-ups of the TN. And is it correct that it's type one where it's the uh, excruciating, usually localized to one side of the face, kind of the like, can't speak, can't eat, can't breathe without that. Is that the right kind is T TN1? And then there's the TN2. You, you do, you explain. Yeah. <laughs> now I am not the expert. So do not quote sure. me on this, but, but we kind of are right. They we... say, find an expert and go talk to a patient. <laughs> exactly. Um, type one is genuine, generally classified as that sharp shooting, stabbing pain. Mm -hmm. Um, type two is that dull, achy kind of constant burning all the time type yes. of shit. So um, we were dealing with two with a little bit of sprinkle of one. Yes. Cause you can have both. This right. is it. 
everyone can have this. <laughs> right. Right. And, and a lot of people think, uh, it, you know, a lot of people who get diagnosed with TN are often misdiagnosed are often dragged around the system. You know, you mentioned ENTs, dentists, like a lot of us go to the doctors that don't actually know a lot about this disease and, or, you know, whatever you want to call it condition, you know, I don't know what your preferred term is. Um, but what I've even noticed is the amount of dentists who are operating on people's teeth and doing things to people's nerves don't even themselves know much about trigeminal neuralgia, which is like fucking terrifying. But we don't realize that we're signing up to be at risk for this thing every time we go to a dentist or an orthodontist or an ENT or a sinus surgeon or an ear doctor. Like there are so many ways that TN can come about. And, um, it's sometimes they're thinking genetic can play a genetics can play a role in it. Um, dental surgery, facial surgery, facial injury, any trauma to the face. So it's not that like a special few were chosen. It, it really is something that we all have trigeminal neuralgia branches or trigeminal branches in our face. It's just the lucky few of us who, um, had something happen to it that then puts us in this facial pain category. Is that totally, say, right? we all have a trigeminal nerve. Yes. It goes from the brain to your face and it carries the sensation from your brain to your face. Mm -hmm. So us lucky chosen ones, <laughs> um, we have, you know, damage to our nerve or the myelin sheathing mm -hmm. has become deteriorated mm -hmm. and the nerve is just sending signals when it shouldn't be right. Right? right. And there's nothing to control that. And you can see even by us, you know, stumbling over type one and type two, we aren't getting the information that we need. The information is not out there. <laughs> right. Which kind of like propelled you into your advocacy work, right? Totally. It was like just that conversation, you know, you and I have talked about my mom can't even pronounce, pronounce it and my mom either. <laughs> exactly. Like I have to get the word out here. We have to be talking about this. And I don't want it to be one of those other things that's like, you know, I'm just going to slap a ribbon on it and donate a dollar and forget about it until next mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. This is every single day. This affects so many people and nobody even knows about it. Yeah. Like you said, there should be a warning sign at the dentist. <laughs> we should know what yeah. the trigeminal nerve is. Yes. That was the thing that I was like most surprised by when I had literal facial reconstruction surgery and apparently had signed away my rights to ever seek any sort of, um, um, contingency on damages during this kind of surgery. But the fact that I just wasn't even aware that that the trigeminal nerve existed until I was doing my own research. And even still, when I read up about it, I was in such a denial phase of like, well, I see videos online and it, it's not that bad. And then it got that bad. And I was so angry that I had been living with this sort of version of it underneath the surface without any clear cut definitions or examples. And what that's why I think what you're doing is so fantastic and important because you're giving not only a name, but faces to this and versions of what TN can look like when it's often so 
misdiagnosed and like, don't even get me started into like why women are ignored in the medical uh, circus, but just (laughs) right. Like you and I both bonded over the fact that like, we were just, you can't describe the mind fuck that is going to doctors and hospitals during the worst pain of your life. And someone saying, we can't help you. There's nothing that helps a TN flare that no opioids or um, morphines, nothing will. And like you mentioned, you had been taking your meds and camping and you even had a couple beers and you're going, I can still feel this. That can't be right. It's exactly, exactly. When you're going to the place that's supposed to fix you, that's supposed to help you. Even when you're going to the ER, right? We've talked about this. This is the one place that's supposed to give you relief. And they're like, what did you just say you have? (laughs) And it's often that they have to find a neurologist, which ends up being a lot of the times the doctor on your, like your main A team guy who ends up kind of treating people like us because it is a neurological condition, disorder, disease, whatever you want to call it. And even just getting to that step often puts people into medical debt or emotional ruin. I know it did for me, you know, I I don't know if that was your similar experience. I mean, I do know because I've already talked to you about it, but maybe tell the audience (laughs) if that was like your similar journey. Exactly. Well, I was diagnosed four years ago. And it's not an easy process at all. Um, I, like I said, I started at an ENT, but it was just a local, you know, it wasn't someone that I had seen before. It was just some random doctor that was like, oh yeah, I've heard of that before. It's trigeminal neuralgia. Like you said, from there, it wasn't that bad. I did acupuncture and it went away for you know, three months at a time, it would come back. I'd go do acupuncture. I saw a neurologist in the beginning. He gave me, um, anti-convulsants, which I'm sure we'll go into later. Yeah. Um, but you know, I took them for a week and then the flare went away and I didn't have to worry about it. And then it's sort of like this demon just came out of nowhere. And you're like, what the hell happened? And where did you come from and what is this? And now all of a sudden people are talking about triggers and Mm -hmm. what triggers your pain. And it's like, well, everything fucking triggers my pain. Like, what do you mean? The wind outside triggers Mm -hmm. my pain. Eating triggers my pain, chewing, talking, Mm -hmm. wearing headphones, wearing uh... fucking headphones. (laughs) Everything, the hair, we talked about the hair on my face. Cut it all off. literally yesterday I had like a strand of hair on my bad side and I'm like, fuck, like people don't get it. When you say that to people, they're like, you're it's, it's exaggerating. Exactly. And that's the other thing is like with, with the TN2, the more dull burning, I could, I don't even know how, like the right verbiage to use. Cause I don't want to like make other people who are like on disability or whatever sound weak because it's not true, but I could very easily allow myself to cave to TN2 and be unable to function. 
And I feel like I've gotten to a place and a lot of it is probably driven by anger. Let's be real to just live above it and live, learn how to live in constant daily pain. Those TN one flares. I don't give a fuck if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger or the motherfucking rock, or I'm trying to think of like Kamala Harris. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're the strongest motherfucker. I know that shit will sit you on your ass to a, like a, a degree which the brain cannot understand pain. Like it can't understand and you lose ability to talk, text, scream, sleep, eat. And when you know that that exists in your body, even coming out of it, even once the flare is gone, there's a fear cycle that you have to learn to break knowing that this demon, I like that you called it that because it does feel just like a little demon running through your fucking veins of like knowing that demon could, could be at any time. Yeah. I feel like it's the stark cycle is what I call it. I go into that TN one flare. And like you said, it takes your breath away. You can't fucking breathe. Mm -hmm. Nothing anybody is going to do is going to make it better. You're on the ground. You're crying hurts and makes it worse. Moving your face hurts and makes it worse. There's nothing, literally nothing that is going to help. Mm -hmm. And then the emotional turmoil that you experience Mm -hmm. during all of that, finding that inner strength that you're talking about to not give up in that moment. And We've all fucking been there. Any mm-hmm. TN warriors that are listening to this, we all experience that. And that is something so important that I want to get out there that this is normal. It's kind of a side effect, unfortunately, for TN. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of my diagnosis, I didn't know that it was normal. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like giving up even more, if that yes. makes any sense. 100% makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. It was just like, no one gets this. No one knows the doctors don't care. My family doesn't care. My friends don't care. My boss doesn't care. What do I do? No one, no one can feel what I'm feeling in this moment. And no one can feel the strength that it takes to pull myself out of this. Mm -hmm. And then to continue to go with that PTSD of, Mm -hmm. Hey, this thing's going to come back. I know it's going to come back. Yeah. How do I keep that inspiration to keep going right. and fight, keep yeah. fighting <laughs> and keep planning vacations and keep planning. Like, you know, I was just away at a wedding this weekend. And even though it was only two hours away, my, my default mode is like, do I have an exit plan? Do I have an out? Do I have meds that can last me? Do I have a ride? Like, do I, you know, it, it, it puts your brain in that survivor fight or flight mode all the fucking time. And that's similar with a lot of chronic pain and illnesses is I think we don't recognize that it it, it happens over time where your body just starts to function in a way that is not normal and we accept it as normal. And then we are ostracized or looked down upon for when we do have those bad times. Cause it's, Oh, you need to be above the pain. You need to just go for a walk, go for a run, you know, you, do you, yoga, do yoga, eat healthier. You need to take these vitamins. And, you know, you and I both love, um, the facial, uh, 
wait, I got to get it right. Facial research, facial pain research foundation. Is that? Yes. That? Yes. F R F E R F. Shout out to Pat. Yes. Um, where they're doing some really incredible studies and they're funding research about finding these different connections between the pain in the brain and, and the way we feel things. So everything from researching, like you had mentioned, the myelin sheath that goes over a nerve, essentially, it's kind of like a casing that we're, we're seeing the, that genetics can play a role in which that, that gets broken down or exposed all the way to how our pain signals being sent and how can we turn those off? I mean, just stuff that I'm so Oh, and this might get dark for a second, but this is the episode to talk about it. Like, I don't give a shit. So trigger warning, but like, do you uh, confidants just seem to notice that I keep only using brands and doing sponsorships with brands that make us feel better? That's why I want to talk about care of. It is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with customized cute little vitamin plants. Here's my little box. I keep it on my desk. Uh, next to my office that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Think about it, okay? We are hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. And they come in these tiny, cute, little compostable packets. And they have so many instructions on their website to show you how to compost them properly. All you have to do is take an online quiz, which is super easy. It gets really in-depth about your health goals. And boom, bada-bam, like Harry Potter magic, they come out with the perfect vitamin plan for you, right? Because like, I don't know where to start. I don't know freaking what things trendy and popping off and which vitamins to take. Okay. I want to make sure that all of my confidants know that we are going to give you 50%. All right. Let's have for 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code confident 50. That's right. 50, that's half off your first order of care of vitamins. I want you guys to try these with me. Okay. I love my little packets. Go to takecareof.com and enter code confident 50. I probably would have killed myself had I not been thinking like we live in the time of Elon Musk and I'm confident that something, something will come about. And I don't know if you've experienced kind of that, like hope cycle. I just got fucking chills when you said that. Oh, that just the truth. It's like went to my soul. Literally, that's one of the only reasons I'm here. And another reason I'm here is the TN warrior community. It is fucking incredible to meet these people all around the world that are going through the same thing that we're going through. That's how we connected. (laughs) I mean, it was like, hey girl, I have TN, let's chat. (laughs) Let me see what our similarities are, how you deal with it. You're obviously successful. So that's that's inspiration Mm -hmm. for me to keep going and to see that somebody can have this condition and push through and have that inspiration and talk about it. And so important. It is so important for people to know that there is that hope that you're talking about, which like so nicely segues. And also, I know that this is a podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey. When did you become obsessed with 
cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right, zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences guess where I could bring this up but I just like laughed too hard and I got a chip like I got a zap that went through my teeth and I don't know if anyone just saw me like sucking on my tooth because I felt like I needed to heat my tooth back up because I was like oh and I would never ever in a million fucking years say that normally like in a meeting or something but like I feel like now I can point it out and be like see you're not crazy I just laughed too hard and that set off like a zap but um totally Speaking of the community, so beautifully brings us into what you're doing and all that you've created. So tell me like, why the fuck did you start getting on my nerves, the Instagram and what are you doing there? Yes. So this all started as a virtual 5k. What is that? Explain what that is in case anyone during the pandemic has been like, what? Yes. So COVID has brought together this amazing virtual aspect of doing a 5k. And that means that you can do it at home. You can do it by yourself. You don't have to go to uh, an event Mm -hmm. and meet 500 people and sign up and, you know, get a shirt and all that kind Mm -hmm. of jazz. Um, You can do it at home. 
I'll bring you the 5k to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, this virtual 5k is unique in the sense that it's made for TN warriors. Mm-hmm. So you know this because you're a TN warrior, but going outside in the winter, especially, or the fall when the season is changing is mm-hmm. fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. So this is a 5k that you can do all month long. You can do it in your living room. You don't even have to leave your house. Mm-hmm. You can walk 25 steps a day for eight hours and accomplish a 5k. Wow. So it's really achievable. And anybody can do it. Even if you're having a bad flare day, you can just walk more tomorrow or save it for when you're feeling good. There's no pressure on it and you don't even have to run. So, um, the 5k was so specific to me because I've done so many 5ks in my life, right? I've done the breast cancer awareness. I've done uh, walk for the roses here in Portland. Um, you know, all these awareness events, And I'm like, why isn't there one for TN? Mm -hmm. We have to have one for TN. So I started all of it in August and it was just going to be the 5k. And then I realized that we didn't really have a platform on Instagram Mm -hmm. for TN. Mm -hmm. So I started the Instagram page and I thought it was really important to start sharing other warrior stories around the world so that people could know that they weren't alone mm-hmm. and know that there, there are other people, even in their town, even in their state that are suffering with trigeminal neuralgia. Um, we now have over 700 followers. Yeehaw. We have warriors from ac- across the planet, across it's just amazing. Um, we have warriors in India, we have warriors in Australia, we have warriors in Canada, we have them all over the U S we're just connecting people in, in places that they would have never thought to. And they're sharing their stories. They're reading the stories on the page and they're going, Oh my gosh, that happened to me. Or that's so similar to me. Or, Mm -hmm. Hey, I just had MVD brain surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, or I'm going to have MVD. Can you share your tips and your tricks? I'm sorry to hear that. Um, your watch is like, I'm sorry, you might have to do an MVD. That sucks. Cause an MVD, which I think both of us aren't candidates for, right? We both. Correct. Yeah. What MVD is like a common brain surgery treatment, which the fact that it's like common, that's like your option is fucking brain surgery. I was like, it's no biggie. It's just a 12 hour brain surgery where your head is stapled to the operating table. It's fine. It's no no big deal. No, thanks. Those are my options. No, no, no. And and like, that's kind of what I've recognized too, with what you do on your platform is that you're showing people what they have options for. And it's not, it doesn't have to be the most horrific, gruesome, traumatic thing that the internet scientific community projects to us that gives us as options. You're showing like, Hey, this person's tried this thing before. Or like, you know, I see people talking about like different meds they've tried, which we could do a whole episode on that. But you had mentioned earlier, like we use anticonvulsants to treat neuralgias. We, we use antidepressants, which is another piece of the pie that not a lot of people talk about is the mental aspect of living with chronic pain. But 
you you've provided this platform outside of the norm for people to talk about TN in a more, I don't want to say like in a more positive environment, but you and I both have talked about how dreary other places we've gone for support can be. Why was that important to you? I found that I would just get drug deeper down in those support groups. And I recognize that people need a spot to vent and get those frustrations out. And that's great if that works for you, but I need people to tell me that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite quotes, my husband said is it's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. You can still make it through, Mm -hmm. just embrace the shitty day today and we'll pick it up tomorrow. It's totally okay. But that's what I need. So that's what I, I projected on the Instagram and it seems to be really successful. A lot of Mm -hmm. people are really resonating it, resonating with it. Mm -hmm. Um, yesterday I posted a quote that said, um, oh, now I'm going to forget it. (laughs) Anyone understands the chronic pain and fatigue brain fog. It's your girl. So take your time. (laughs) Exactly. Um, it was the devil, the devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. Mm. And today I whispered in the devil's ear. I am the storm. Oh, go fuck yourself. Devil. Take that. Eat a dick. I love that. Yes. It's like, fuck TN we can push through this. And so many people commented on it and were like, I really needed to hear that today. Like I'm in a shitty flare day. Everything sucks. My body hurts. The clouds are angry. (laughs) TN gods hate me. Right. right. But at least I know that somebody else is going through a flare and somehow that Mm. makes me feel better. (laughs) Right. Because I think like Well, first of all, it's like, look at us two sitting here having a conversation. We're laughing. We're talking about something and people can look at us and maybe go like, well, it doesn't seem that bad. You both are talking to each other and smiling and making friendships and connections. And it's like, you don't get to see everything. Like, I don't even like sharing the tough times online because again, to your point, it's like, I do it to a degree, but I would hate. My, for my attitude to make someone else's day feel worse or, or more hopeless. Whereas I, I, for, I forgot where I was going with my sentence. Oh, right. So it's like, you can see us being like this and, and not understand the full gravity of what this disease is like. And I wonder what your feelings are just in terms of like, it, feels like a terminal thing, right? Like it's almost like when you know someone's going to die and we're all just like, we're just going to keep it up. Yay. Like nobody mentioned the elephant in the room kind of thing. But how do you, how do you find support and strength to face, you know, I often tell people like, I try not to think of it in the macro too much. Like I, I, if I look at it in terms of like, this is what my life is. I fully just break down and cry. Like I think of it as like today and tomorrow's a new day, but like what maybe can you share with, with people on how you kind of, you know, survive. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been in those deep, dark moments and I'm not going to lie and say that I was there last week. Mm. It 
comes too often in this condition. And it's something that I really never experienced before TN. Mm. Um, and I'm going to say I'm fortunate in that, that I really didn't have to right. deal with, you know, <laughs> my mental health was on the back burner right. and now it's very much on the front burner and I have to make it my priority. Yeah. Um, I think it's easy for people to sit here and go look at them. They look normal. They're chatting, they're laughing. Mm -hmm. How painful yeah. <laughs> can this be? Right. Well, let's talk about that. I'm having a flare right now. I mean, not a flare, but I'm having a, a shock going through my face. Once we get off of this, I'm not going to be able to talk for the rest of the day. I'm going to have to go smoke weed, mm -hmm. take a bath, mm -hmm. get my heating pad, take mm -hmm. my painkillers, probably take extra painkillers today. Mm -hmm. There's all these sorts of things. I'm not going to be able to go on a dog walk. Mm -hmm. My husband knows that this is happening. So he's putting all of that onto him, right? Mm. He's doing all the chores around the house. Mm. He's picking up my prescriptions. Mm. He's been the biggest support that I've experienced through mm. all of this. Mm. And I really want to give him a shout out. My yeah. husband's name is Michael. And I, Michael. he is just fucking awesome. He has no support in this either. And that's a whole different thing with right there is no support for our caregivers and there's no guidebook for how to deal with somebody who's experiencing this and how you can help them because there is no fucking help. Nope. So <laughs> him and I have had to figure this thing out ourselves and it tested our marriage. It yeah. tested our friendship, mm -hmm. but I feel like we're closer than we ever have been. Mm -hmm. And you learn that communication is the biggest thing in this. And you have to be able to tell people how you're feeling mm -hmm. every second of the day. And you have to be self-aware of how you're feeling at every second of the day. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I would sit there and, you know, kind of ignore TN, right? Like I didn't want it to take over my life. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't think about it all the time, but then I would snap at people and be like, oh shit, I've been in pain for hours. Right. Oh, and now God. I'm, now I'm being rude and I don't mm -hmm. mean to be, and now I can't even explain it because now I'm in so much pain that I don't care to explain it. <laughs> if that makes any sense, I, I know it does to you. So much. <laughs> yeah. Other people might be like, Jesus, but I'm like, ah, uh -huh, yes. And <laughs> it me. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it puts all these shit, all this mind boggling shit that you can't <laughs> ignore anymore. It, mm -hmm. You have to prioritize it. I do a lot of meditating. There you go. I journal. Which can seem, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted no. to note, like at first that can seem very scary. You're like, I'm fucking aware of my body all the fucking time. Like the last thing I want to do is like close my eyes and sit inside of my pain. But I can, I mean, and I'm sure you can attest to that. There's a, there's a, certain time like where things switch about meditation and it's not easy and maybe meditation to you means something else but like I, tell yeah keep going <laughs> totally well I'm going to touch on the meditation part since you brought it up yeah yeah because I just found it this year and again this is three years into my anger mm -hmm. snapping at people this was not a 
pretty journey as it seems to be right. Like, no, it takes a while to get here and it's still ugly. I still snap at Michael. There's, you know, there's, it's part of the condition. Um, but meditation for me is that break in my brain. It's that I've been fighting for 24 hours straight. I'm fighting a mental battle, mm-hmm. physical battle in my brain as well, that my brain is attacking my body mm-hmm. and I have to give my body and my brain 15 mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. to tell it everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to relax. Mm-hmm. And you have the power to take on the rest of this battle. Yeah. You also mentioned journaling. I want to, I want to get more of your like kind of tools. What's in your tool belt? Yes. Um, I also, so my journaling journey is kind of funny and sad to think about now, but, um, (laughs) when you get diagnosed with TN, um, I think the common thing is starting a pain journal, right. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to keep track of your symptoms and how you're feeling. And there you go there's your pain journal. Well, for me, it turned into now I'm obsessing over right. thinking about it, thinking about it and how badly it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm at a fucking seven. So don't talk to me that way. Like, didn't you read my journal? Like, right. <laughs> you know, right. right. Then it progressed into this anger journal and it was writing all my bitter thoughts and why do I deserve this? I know I don't, but you know, getting all those feelings out. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take it out on my husband and my friends and my family. Mm -hmm. Well, then I realized that that wasn't helping either. Right. Mm -hmm. So I switched into a positive journal Mm -hmm. and I started writing a letter to myself Mm -hmm. and I started saying, good morning, good afternoon. Mm -hmm. Thank you for fighting today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for taking the dog for a walk. Thank you for unpacking the laundry. Thank you for getting clothes on today or taking right. a shower. Yeah. Taking that moment to put everything into perspective and think about everything that I'm actually doing that's productive mm-hmm. and inspiring. And Mm -hmm. everything that's grateful or that I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. in my life, Mm -hmm. it really, really changes the way you think. hundred percent. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple books. Obviously I'm writing my second one right now about chronic pain. So I'm like deep into the like pain, you know, there uh, I'm going, I, I tried not to be biased. I tried to buy as many as I could that had like a certain amount of reviews or whatever, or, you know, respect in the community of like, even the shit that's like cure your pain in seven days to, uh, like someone who actually has GN talking about it. And there's a book that I'm reading called the way out. And it talks about that pain fear cycle of like how to kind of break that. And that's definitely one of them is it's like, you're, and I hate to use the word mindset because that makes it sound like it's something we have control over, which, a lot of times this condition feels like we don't, it feels like, you know, things come out of nowhere. I didn't ask, like, I was just laughing. Like why I remember a time in my life before this. And I think that people can get very beaten down 
remembering their lives prior to conditions like this. Like I remember a time where walking the dog didn't completely take me out for there. I remember when doing an hour podcast didn't fucking take my entire exhaustion. Like I I'm when you're like, I'm done for the day. I'm like, Oh, if you don't think I'm hopping in the hot tub, the second that this is over, <laughs> sir, you have another thing coming. But like there, I, I think maybe something to consider, you know, as we kind of wrap up our conversation is like, there, number one is a community out there, right? Like you're yes. that you're literally creating it and that there is research and hope out there that like, there are simple tool belt things we can acquire like the meditation, like the, I hate to say again, mindset work, but like the thought pattern that we can break or, um, things that aren't necessarily physical treatments, right? Like medication or, you know, a brain surgery. It's like, there are ways to live and be able to have a conversation and be laughing and have relationships where the entire thing isn't based on talking about TN all the time. It's like, it's not that you're ignoring it. It's, it's that you find a way to balance and manage and say like, you know, I'm not thinking in black and white anymore and I'm okay kind of living in that gray area. And I don't know if maybe that kind of resonates with you, but maybe you can, Maybe you can like send us off on a good note of like some people out there who might struggle with a condition like this or this specifically, like what is your parting wisdom and advice for someone who maybe, you know, was just diagnosed and is like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And they found this on YouTube. (laughs) Yes. I welcome you to reach out to me specifically, reach out to the warriors on our page, getting on my nerves 5k. There are so many amazing warriors out there. I do an Instagram live every Thursday with a gal in Canada. Her name is Kenzie. She has had two MVD brain surgeries. So she has a ton of information. She's only 23 years old. Um, I also chat regularly with Laura, who is five months post MBD. She is getting her psychology degree right now. She is such a badass providing support to me and all the warriors. There are amazing people out there that you are going to find. Mm -hmm. Don't give up, stay strong, Mm -hmm. find something that works for you. Listen to your body. Mm -hmm. That is the most important thing that I will part with. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's like kind of a perfect, fantastic one, especially because this is a condition that often gets swept under the rug or ignored or, you know, like, you know, yourself better than anyone. And like, when something like Tian comes into your life, you're so strongly able to identify like the red flag. You might not know exactly what it is, but you can say like, something's not right here and self-advocacy. I know you and I talked about that last time. It's like, that's going to be your biggest dog in this fight is like, you have to become obsessed with yourself in that the good, the bad, and the ugly, like finding the balance of what do I need? What do I want? What can I acquire? How can I scream from the mountaintops about this? How can I get more awareness around it? And so, yeah, that was kind of the last thing I wanted to end on was like, where can people, you know, I always like to, I always try to put my money where my mouth is. I don't really, I live at a very tight budget, but where can people offer support as well? Maybe, um, if they're interested. Yes. Um, so on my page, all the t-shirts that are sold, there's mine. There it is. 
Um, a portion of the proceeds are donated to the Facial Pain Research Foundation, who is the only facial pain organization who is actively researching a cure for mm. trigeminal neuralgia, which Say is that again. so <laughs> important. Yes. So that's where all my focus is on donations. I have sweatshirts coming out that say fuck trigeminal neuralgia on them. Can't wait. I also have stickers for sale. They're $3. Perfect. Um, so you can put them on your water bottle. Yes. You can spread awareness everywhere. Um, it kind of gets conversations going when people are like, what's getting on my nerves that, you know, it's kind of a catchy name. So yeah. people can ask you questions about it. Um, check out FPRF, mm -hmm. check Definitely. out my Instagram. Definitely. There's tons of resources on there. Um, like I said, I do Instagram lives with warriors all over the world. So you can catch up with someone that you'll be connected with. That's so amazing. I'm so grateful. We are in each other's orbits and atmospheres now, because I just, whatever we can do to get more people, even just aware of this. And I think this episode is even just like a great place to start. So Jessica, thank you so, so much for being here. And where can the people find you? Just give us a little reminder. I'll have all the links below, but just a little reminder. Yes. Find us on Instagram at getting on my nerves, 5k, the virtual 5k just ended. So make sure to check us out on Instagram for more. Yeehaw! All right, Jessica, thank you so much. Confidants, don't forget you can rate this five stars on in on Instagram. Golly, I'm really having a great time. <laughs> you can rate this on Instagram. I don't know. Go go give us a like at confidently pod. You can also email us at confidentlyinsecurepodcast at gmail.com. And if you don't rate this five stars on iTunes, please don't rate it at all because I'm sensitive. Speaking of sensitive, it's getting cold out. Jessica, we gotta send you a care package. You need to give me your address because I gotta send you the book and a sweatshirt. So make sure oh, yeah. you give that to me offline. Um, so find that all in the links below and we'll see you next week. Confidants. Bye. Thanks, Jessica. Bye. Thank you.